Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. And in this session, we're going to be chatting with Trent Taylor. Now, he's a global award-winning business growth and leadership coach. I actually got introduced to him through a mutual friend of mine, uh, Steve Dixon, who's actually one of the other presenters for the Business Systems Summit. And I was chatting with him about trying to find someone to present in the financial section of the, the summit because uh, to try and find someone who has a really good understanding of systems and processes in the financial space and is engaging as well appeared to be a little bit challenging. But as soon as I, I told Steve, Steve said, you've got to chat with Trent because he kind of knows this like the back of his hand. Now, we chatted a, a couple of times and Trent talked about how he gets business owners really to focus in on cash flow and he's got a very unique approach to business. He's developed a business process. He calls the business spine coaching methodology, which allows him to work three days a week, 33 weeks in a year and makes over $300,000 from it. He's trained up three separate franchisees on how to become more of a business owner rather than just a technician. So he's got a really deep understanding of systems and processes and he's a perfect fit for the Business Systems Summit. So it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Trent to uh, the summit. G'day. Well, thanks, Davey boy. That was, uh, that was the best intro I've ever had, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you kind of caught my attention because it's it can be for some people a dry topic. Yet it is the lifeblood of a business, and you need to understand as a business owner the financial side of things. So yeah, couldn't think of anyone better to chat with it about. Yeah, well, thanks, Dave. And the, and the thing is, I think we might, we should make a declaration too, mate. That I'm not an accountant. Uh, obviously, don't look like an accountant. Look like a bloody farmer's like, but. Uh, I'm not an accountant, but I've actually been training accountants for the last eight years, believe it or not, and they've got a lot of wisdom out of it and growing their businesses, which has been great. But my passion is really helping the small business owner, and, and we really focus in on really the women of a business partnership because we find that there's a lot of blokes out there, they're just working flat out, they're, they're great at their trades, they're working long hours. You know, and the woman's really sitting there almost like a cook, cleaner and chauffeur. And we just think that there's so much more. So we want to bring them out of the shadows because the man that's working hard really needs that support and she wants more and he wants more. And so we've really been focusing on helping these women develop these cash flows that make sense to them so that they can really take that as a step to engage in the business and the, and the husband's going, oh, thank Christ, I don't have to do those number stuff. So... Now, we just really make numbers become fun, light, and easy. And, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to share this with you, mate. It's going to be awesome. What you're going to take us through is your seven-step SOP or system yeah. for the way that you analyse cash flow statements. Maybe if you can just tell us a little bit about the, the problems that you see a lot of the business owners face when it comes to just managing some of their financials, and then we can jump into the system itself. Yeah, fantastic. Great way. Look, I mean, a lot of people are intimidated by financials and, you know, look, there's only three. There's the profit and loss, the balance sheet and the cash flow. And most people really only ever look at the, at the profit and loss. That's probably the last thing I'd look at of the three. The cash flow is the first one because the cash flow really just shows you what your opening balance is, 
you know, all the cash is coming in, the cash is going out, and whatever that plus that minus that equals your closing balance. And, um, you know, it's the cash that actually pays your mortgage. It's the cash that you pay your, your wages with. It's the cash that you pay for a holiday with. Whereas I've experienced a lot of my clients uh, day where they, like, particularly tradesmen, let's use them as an example, and they've made two or $300,000 profit sitting in front of their accountant, but they've got a 10 or 20K overdraft. And they're going, but I don't have any cash in the bank. Where the frigging hell is it? So really what, what I like to do is, look, don't worry about all your financials. Don't worry about all the technical jargon. Let's just focus on cash. Cash is like oxygen to your body. You know, hold your breath for five minutes and see how well you go. You know, you're not going to be up and kicking. And, and try and go, you know, in business for five months, you know, without cash. The same thing will happen. So it's really important to have a cash flow in place. It's very, very simple. And the SOP that I wanted to share with people is that, because a lot of people, Dave, have got different versions. Unfortunately, people who are wise enough to put a cash flow in place, they will pay an accountant or a bookkeeper or a banker or somebody to put it together for them. And look, we want to stop that because we'd rather educate them and give them the basic fundamentals, make it simple and put it in place so you have full control and you never have to pay it again. But there are so many different versions. Some people are using applications like, you know, cash flow apps where, you know, it feeds off their mile or feeds off their zero, whatever it may be, and it, it spits up a, a cash flow. Um, problem with that too then is in they're trying to learn how to actually use the app or get the most out of it, and they're not quite understanding the numbers. But, you know, why you do it, we just use a very simple Excel spreadsheet. And we teach you how to build it from the ground up and all the formulas work themselves. It makes it pretty simple. But we found that when you put the numbers in by yourself and you go through that journey of the past and then the future, the BFOs, the learnings, the changes you make in your business through that process make it all worthwhile. So I've created this SOP for for people here in the Business Systems Summit so that assuming you're using one of those three versions, so you've got some form of cash flow. I'm not going to worry about your profit and loss. I'm not going to worry about your balance balance sheet. Your cash is king and your cash is the thing that gives you confidence. So let's assume you've got one in. And so I just want to show you what you should do just once a month to actually mm-hmm. review it so you get the benefit out of it because a lot of, you know, a lot of guys in business who are, you know, they're great at their technician. I don't mean to be sexist at all. I'm just, it's sort of a stereotypical business and, you know, we have a lot of respect for men and women. But don't worry about your profit. It's irrelevant. You know, if your profit doesn't turn to cash, it's useless. So let's assume you've got one in. This SOP will help you stop just once a month. And you could do what I'm about to share with you in a space of between half an hour to an hour. Half an hour if you've been doing it for a little while, an hour once you first get started. But if you do this, you'll close up a lot of the leaks in your business right now where cash is just dripping out, Okay. So a lot of people, when you start business coaching, you'll get somebody on to help you market and sell and bring more and more business in. The problem is if the bucket that you're operating, the business that you're operating, they're pouring more water in and you've already got holes in the business, more pressure will expand the holes and the water drop comes out. So what our cash flow does, you're just patching another hole, patching another hole, so that you actually don't have to work as hard to put more money in because the work, the cash that you're putting in there stays in there so you can use it. So I just want to take you through a little seven-step process that all my clients do 
And believe it or not, you know, these people aren't really great with numbers and cash, but since doing this, within a space of about six, seven months, Dave, they just feel as if they're more confident and, and they understand their business a lot more and they're seeing they just become more cash savvy. Yeah, it just grows their business accidentally, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think you want to drive your business based on the numbers and because the numbers really do tell a story. And if you know what questions to ask and where to look, they can help guide and, and make decisions and let you know what's working and what's not. And I agree, a lot of people really, they'll just, and I'm guilty of it, I'll mainly focus in on the profit and loss. But I think going through this process, to kind of get a little bit more visibility and giving some step-by-step processes, I think, yeah, it'll definitely help people. So let's just kind of walk through this seven-step process. Maybe you can tell us what's the, the first step in this cash flow process. Yeah, okay, cool. Look, the first thing is, is like, so with your cash flow, you really need to see this on a weekly basis, not a monthly basis. So assuming you've got a cash flow and it's week by week by week for at least six to 12 months in advance, okay? At the top of your cash flow should always be your opening cash balance. One of the most important things you do with having a cash flow is not just knowing what your cash is right now. You want to know what your cash in your bank is going to be in a month's time, six weeks' time, three months' time. So when these people build their cash flow in our system, they just the first thing they do is they look across the top line. Okay, They don't look at any of the data, just look right across the top line. Now, when you're going across, if you start seeing the cash balance, like your opening balance of your bank in six weeks' time, it's below zero, that's what actually is going to happen in your bank account if you don't change something about it. Does that make sense, Dave? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the point is, is that if you check your opening balances, so assuming that all the sales you know are going to happen. So if you've got jobs that are, you're in the middle of and you're going to invoice in three weeks' time or you've got all these sales are about to happen or you've got to pay some accounts, you're putting all these in your cash flow as they happen on a daily basis. So it's up to date. That means your projected cash flow will always be up to date. Now, if you can see your opening balance going all the way across into the future week by week, as soon as that hits zero or below your minimum balance, then what that does, that is gold because it gives you time. You go, oh, my God, you know, we're going to go below our minimum balance or we're going to go to zero. We're going to, we're going to kick in our overdraft in six weeks' time. Now, if you can see that, you don't even have to be Nostradamus. You can just read across the line and you go, right, I've got six weeks to make some changes. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you do that and, you just, and then you go, right, I'm going to be below there in six weeks' time, what could I change in the next six weeks? Oh, okay, well, I was going to buy that stock or I was going to put on that person or, oh, geez, I was going to pay that. Okay, well, what if I push that payment three weeks later? What if I, oh, that, that, that client that was, I was going to go back to in eight weeks, what if I call them in four weeks instead of eight and if they, they'll engage and bring that, oh, great, and you make the, you know, the permutations Work and you go, okay, bang, I'm, not, I'm now not going to be zero in six weeks' time. So you can imagine, Dave, if you've got this cash flow spread out like this and you check those opening balances and you can, you're like Nostradamus for a minute and you can see it, you go, ah, rightio, I've got six weeks to protect myself or the opposite's true. You might be going really well and you're seeing your bank balance going like this and in six weeks' time you've got 80 grand in there. 
And you go, well, I only really need 30K in my bank at any time. That's my minimum balance. So I've got 50K to spend. I was going to buy that new uh, Bobcat or, you know, I need to take that money out and put that in the super before June 30. So we're going to have the cash there. Mate, bang, put it in, commit. So check your opening balances is the very first step you should do. If you don't do anything else apart from that, that's the best thing to do and the first thing. So with this particular step, you're not um, like uh, forecasting or anything at this point in time. You're literally going, right, what money do we know we're going to be banking? Where does it fall due? And then we start to load that into the cash flow. So the aim of the game is to kind of go, what do we know is going to happen? Not to what are we aiming for or goaling for? The way we teach people how to build your cash flow is that each day, every decision you make during the day will affect your cash flow. And so we teach our clients to put decisions and things into their cash flow each day. So, you know, you call up a client and, you know, they're going to buy. So you put that into your cash flow as you go, you know, or you've got to go and buy something and you go and buy it and you put it in your cash flow. If you keep doing that, the balances, so what your balance will be at the end of the week automatically updates in the cash flow, yeah? Mm -hmm. So if you're doing that on a regular basis, then the cash flows going forward will reflect that. So you're not doing any prediction, you're not doing any input in this first step. All you're doing is assuming that you've been putting the data in each day on a, on a, on a habit and based on a habit. So this is where the software applications, where you've got a cash flow where it relies on a feed from your bank, they can only see what's happened in the past or to now. With the cash flow that we create, we're actually teaching you how to project using your patterns but also what you know as you go along. So it's actually a live feed forward, not based on past habits. So the first step is really just seeing that with all decisions we've made to date, with all the information that we have right now on when we're going to pay and when we're going to receive income, from what we know now, our balances are going to be this into the future. Yeah. So you're just looking for either high points or low points. That's it. Yep. Then we kind of move into step number two. Yeah, that's right. And so this is where you're really looking at obviously building more cash in your business. So you look at your expenses. What expenses are you going to have, Dave? So there's a lot of expenses we have now with automation that have, you know, there's a lot of companies that are really savvy with cash and they set you up in a direct debit system. So it just pumps out of your cash. You don't even think about it. You don't even receive an invoice. It all just happens automatically. But often we don't look at go, hang on, but that insurance policy I've got there on that and that and that, I don't actually have that vehicle anymore, but I'm still paying it and I forgot to cancel it, yeah? So when, if just once a month, just for like three minutes, you go through the expenses that are coming up in the next month and you go, hang on, that doesn't make sense. Well, why is that gone up? And just look at what expenses can you cull? What expenses can you decrease? What expenses can or should you increase? So, you know, I've dealt with a lot of accounting firms over the last six, seven years, and they're great. They can project their expenses really accurately to within 5% a year. But I'll guarantee you there's one expense that blows out by over 100% every year. Take a guess what you think it is. I'm imagining something like wages. I don't know. That's got to be one of the big ones. No, it's not the big ones. So they know they rent, they know their wages, but what it is, it's actually printing and stationery. Hmm. So, you know, like if you look at this second step, what expenses are you going to have? 
So if you're projecting that it's going to be 5K on printing and stationery, and last month it was 8K, you know you're coming up to a, you know, a slower month or two, and you go, hang on, if I have another 8K, I'm going to be short. So, you know, how can I cull, how can I decrease my printing and stationery cost in this example because I'm coming up to a short season? You'll have ideas, and then you go and action them. Does that make sense? Yeah, yep. Sometimes it's just about getting visibility on something and then that causes you to ask the question. And I think where a lot of people have trouble is they don't even look at this, so they're not going to have visibility, obviously. Step one is reviewing what you've got and then the brain is pretty smart and business owners are pretty smart. They'll start to figure stuff out if they know what's coming. That's right. That is, that's so beautifully said. And I always say, mate, that you can't fix what you can't see. Yep. So all the cash flow does is give you the, the nuts and bolts of all the decisions you made, all the cash in the past, income and expenses in the past and in the future. And when you can see it, you go, ooh, what the hell was I looking at it? So this is why this SOP is so handy, Dave, because it's just one hour a month, one hour. You follow these steps, I guarantee you, you will find at least five to ten actions that you could just enter in or you could do once every second day and I guarantee you'll save $1,000 every month. Guarantee mm. it. Only mm. because, only because, Dave, you can see it. A profit and loss is the past. Cash flow is the forward. A balance sheet is the moment in time. Cash flow is the only one that can give you vision. If you can see what's going to happen, business owners know their business. They care. They're there to protect their family. So do this one so you can see, give yourself time to change it and look for little things you can change because from little things, big things grow. I've heard that somewhere. <laughs> Very good. And we're only at step two. So what, what happens to step three? Step three is about just tracking against previous months. So like anything, if, if you want to be successful in business, if you want to be successful in life, if you want to be successful in health, you need to do your exercise. You need to go to the gym three or four times a week or you need to run three or four times a week. And if you do this habitually over a year or two years, three years, you're going to be a lot healthier than if you did it for five hours once a month. So what you want to do with the cash flows, track against your previous months. Look at did we improve on our income from last month? Did we improve on this month from the same month last year, okay, because your business doesn't do the same thing every single month over a year. You have seasons like we do in nature. Nature's the greatest teacher. So sometimes comparing this month with three months ago, it's irrelevant. But the month last month is a really good analysis because that's very in a short period. But the same month last year, you're looking for patterns. You're looking for habits, how are you improving? A lot of people in business, they lack vision. They can't see what's happened and what they've, you know, what they've improved. When you can start to see it and you can make little changes, it makes you feel more confident. And it's about getting into the habit of looking for opportunities of how you got better from last week, from last month, from the same month last year. Imagine if we raised children not looking at for what they did wrong but for what they did right, you know, and there was a book on that, uh, you know, Blanchard, uh, it was something like Fish, I think it was. So 
the, the, the third step is track against previous months, okay? Look for patterns. Look for mistakes, okay? You're not an idiot if you make a mistake. You're an idiot if you make a mistake, become aware of it and repeat it. So step three, if you track and look for where did we improve on last month from, you know, on this month from last month? Where did we improve on this month from the same month last year? You know, how much is our cash at bank changed in the last three months? You know, like, oh, wow, we're actually doing better. Fantastic. Learn from your mistakes, you know. That's track against those previous months, Dave. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. That one's clear. I don't have any specific questions no, on that one. So, yeah, so then we need to... to go through, Dave. <laughs> Evolving, that's right. Evolving, that's it, mate. <laughs> so step number four now, what's covered in that? Okay, so we really looked at, okay, what's our opening balances? Okay, what expenses can I cull? We've looked at tracking against last month, did we improve? But what we do is we will tend to set the budget year in advance. So, you know, when you're going to end of a financial year, set your budget for the next 12 months based on what you know. So what we do is we do that and then we have a tab in our cash flow where it's like your budget. You put it in there and then you've got a budget versus an actual, right? So our system automatically takes your actual numbers and puts it next to what you thought was going to happen at the beginning of the year. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. And and this is creating a budget for cash flow? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Don't worry about budgeting for anything else because it's, it's cash that pays for everything. It's not profit. So... This is when you expect money to be coming in so, and when you expect it to be going out literally. And we don't want any gaps because, you know, if you go into an overdraft, then you may as well start sponsoring the bank and give them all your money. So the fourth point is how am I going against my budget? So with this particular tab of our cash flow, Dave, it's really simple. We just use like a, like a red and a green system. So when you're in this review... It just you just click the tab, it comes up and it says, Well, this was the budget, and you go, Well, I budgeted to spend four hundred on this. We spent four hundred, so that's neutral. This one we we budgeted on, on spending, we thought we'd spend a thousand bucks on printing and stationery, and we spent four thousand. Uh oh, that's red because red is like, you know, you're bleeding, it's bad. Yeah. And then we you now the next one we budgeted uh, two hundred dollars. Well, we only spent fifty dollars, so that's green. Good job. So you just quickly go through and it's so quick. I mean, if I wasn't such a technophobe, Dave, it happened automatically, but it doesn't with me. But I think by going through this just manually, it it honestly takes five, ten minutes tops. And you can see how many greens and how many reds you had. So those reds, like we talked about before, they are showing or highlighting the leaks. Mm -hmm. And we talked about the leaks in the bucket. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So how are you going against your budget? Where are you leaking and where are you kicking butt? That's a really important point because when I set up our cash flows, for every line of our cash flows, we have a person's initials beside every line, for every stream of income, for every expense because it's important someone in the business takes ownership and knows what the budget is per month or knows what the income target is per month. And every month, my clients and what we do is we do a performance review, a monthly performance review. How did you go? How do you think you went? Well, the scoreboard's the cash flow. We're not waiting for a P&L to be created. A balance sheet's a moment in time. Most people don't understand it. But the cash is clear. The cash either come in or it didn't come in. We're either bled or we're neutral or we're on fire. 
let's work together, work with the numbers so that the whole point of how you're going against your budget is saying, well, I put a lot of effort in, I put a lot of work in this month. Has it actually increased my cash in my life? Has it enabled me to pay myself just that $500 more? So if you don't know how you're going against your budget, the other thing it teaches you, Dave, is that the assumptions you made at the beginning of the year, were they on the money or were they off the money? So that's really, really important. So, you know, I hate budgets. You know, I'm not a numbers. I'm not actually a natural numbers person and, you know, I don't get into this. But, you know, just the way the cash flow system's set up, it just becomes so easy. I'm a hands-on person. I'm on the farm or I'm working. You know, I'm on the phone to clients all the time and teaching this. But if you can actually see how you're going against your budget, it just gives me perspective and gives me a little tap on the butt or it gives me a little pat on the back. And the budget, is that something because you mentioned you might do it, let's say, at the start of the financial or year or something. <laughs> Is that the, the budget something that you would set, let's say, 12 months in advance? Are you updating budgets potentially as you're moving closer on a monthly basis or you set all your budget up front, start of the year, and then you start monitoring what's actually happening? Yeah, so when I say budget, I'm into, I'm meaning projections. You set your cash flow projections. So, you know, what are the incomes? When do you expect the coming? And, yeah, and like, gotcha. Budget projections, same thing. But when we start with people, we just start them on projected 12 months, leave it alone, like leave the budget part alone, yeah? Yep. In terms of where you're inputting your data, you don't. that's, that's not on that page. That's on your active cash flow, yeah? Gotcha. Now, the budget's just done once a year, take a couple of hours. We teach you the simple way to do it. It's so easy. If you understand human dynamics, if you understand patterns and cycles, it's so simple. And it takes you a couple of hours, you put it in there, leave it, and just work your active cash flow because it will naturally do it for you. But when you get more sophisticated, when you know, once you've gone in this, done this a year or two and you're using other financial software, people who do our cash flow system tend to want to learn more about cash flows. It's quite funny, or more about their financials because it's not so scary now. It's actually really simple. And they go, well, shit, this makes sense. Why was I making it so tough? So then they will graduate to not a 12-month in advance. They'll probably do like a six-month in advance and then when one month finishes, one month will drop off and so they then project the next the sixth month. Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah. But yeah. I, I don't reckon people should start with that way because it gets confusing and you can actually do it in the active one anyway. So Yeah, makes sense. It's better to get it right. Get it right, understand the basic fundamentals, Okay and then start getting sexy. It's like, you know, if you've got it, if your child was 18 years old, you wouldn't put them in a Formula One car. Put them in their little Datsun 180Z, you know, if they want to go and crash it and smash it, that's fine. You know, they've got to progress through. So that's important. Yeah, yep. All right, as we progress through, the next step? So the next step is that this one's actually something I only do two to three times a year, Dave. It's not something you do every month. And this is what assumptions have I made? So when you've done your projections and you've just compared against budget or, you know, and you're looking at your balances going forward and you're seeing the income, you've made assumptions based on your patterns, right? So what's really important is that a lot of people don't capture their assumptions. Now, we have on ours an assumptions tab. So all the different categories of your income and your expenses, okay, they're just copied onto what we call an Excel, an assumptions tab on the Excel spreadsheet. And then we basically just copy that across and then each line item we say, well, what did we assume for this year in our numbers? So 
If you're saying that your numbers for your insurance, for example, you know, how do you know how much you paid for your business insurance last year? Well, you can see it going out every month or once a year. If you've done this for two years, you can see that it goes up in the ninth month and it goes up typically by 5%, right? Pretty easy. So in your next 12 months, in your assumption, you'd say, well, it stays this way until the ninth month and then it'll go up 5%. And so that's why we've changed it by 5% in the last, in month 10, 11, 12. Yeah? Yep. So what happens if you just check your assumptions because if your budget versus actual, the numbers are way out of whack, you know, five months in a row, you go, what the hell is going on? Am I overspending or have I made the wrong assumption? So you just go to the assumptions tab and go, what was I thinking when I budgeted this This or projected this? And you go, ah, that makes sense. So again, if you can't see it, you can't fix it. Don't ever ever trust your memory. We have too much stimuli going on in our everyday life, you know, with all our family and all the iPads, tablets, newspapers, magazines, business, everything. Never trust your memory. Capture your assumptions. And if you budget or you're you're blowing money out, go into that assumptions tab and see what you were thinking back when you budgeted. That's it. Yeah, perfect. I'm definitely the same. I'm the king of writing as many different notes as I can always. And sometimes I'll find myself writing some of the same notes down, but I I just feel if I capture it, then I go, well, I don't have to think about that now. Freeze up the brain to think about something else because I've created the space to stop thinking, oh, I don't remember, you know, make sure I remember this or don't forget that. So yeah, it makes, makes perfect sense. And that's what we do with our, like, because we teach people their systems and we've got to talk about this and you know, with flow charts, you know, everything's flow charted first and you create your script or your template or your how-to. And, you know, with our flow charts, and we go, oh, you know, this didn't work. So you're all about helping people put business systems in place, right? So if things go wrong, if you've got an idea, don't write it on a piece of paper, put it straight in the system, which is, yep. you know, what you're all about. So, yeah, the same is with cash flows, mate. It's that simple. But at least with the, having a cash flow document with the multiple tabs, it's automatic and you know how to set up and use it. Instead of just putting in a note on your diary or on a piece of paper, you put it straight in the cash flow. Just grab it and it's there. You never have to remember it again. Keep moving forward. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so take us to the next step. Number six. Nice, good. I uh, almost lost the number that we're up to there. So, ah, yes, number six. I was carrying you, brother. I carrying you. <laughs> so we make the changes in advance is number six, okay? So when you can see things are not going to happen. So a lot of people, when they do a budget, they set it in stone. And we do it in the budget tab, but in your actual cash flow, if you, like things happen in business. Sometimes you can lose a worker. You know, sometimes you, can, you, you might you know, get an opportunity and all of a sudden your business is going to double or triple or Sometimes, you know, a recession happens or the bank changes its mind on a valuation, whatever it may be. When these things happen, okay, at the end of the month, if you know these things are happening and you haven't put them in when it happens during the week or the, you know, during the different days of week, put them into your cash flow in the review period. So if, you know, like for example, I've had clients where they've known, you know, they've had two of their team members, two of their senior members have put in for holidays, you know, this is, you know, in July, August, they put in for holidays for February, March. Now, when they did the budget, they didn't know that or assume that, right? And these two people are people who 
they expect to produce certain amount of income through each month, yeah? So then once they accept and approve the, the holidays, they go, oh, okay, hang on. Probably for a week before, for their three and four weeks periods and for a week after, they're not going to be producing hardly anything to nothing. Change it now in my projections. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. And so sometimes we don't have the time to do that every day or every few days. So make the changes in advance. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway from all of these first six steps for me really has been the whole aim of the game is to stay on top of things as they're happening, make sure that you've got some visibility going forward so you can make sure that you can adjust and change. So rather than looking everything historically once it's already happened, which is too late at that point to try and make changes because it's already happened, you're much better off working in your cash flows to get that immediate visibility. So yeah, love it. So that, that brings us to step number seven. Well, thanks for saying that because it's about... What we create, like we have a program called you know, Grow With Cash program, and it's really about helping you put your, your cash flows in place, but it's also teaching you around that and becoming a better business per- person growing it. And we say, look, if you're proactive, you never have to react. You know, We like surprise parties, but we don't like surprise cash drains. You know, Our program is all about helping you get control back, You know, controlling why the cash is leaking out and stopping it. When you stop it and see the cash go up, you get more confidence. And then when you get more confidence and you keep doing this on a regular monthly basis or weekly basis, you gain more certainty into your future. Now, I didn't care what anyone says, but having more control, more confidence and more certainty of your future can only mean one thing, and that's growth and greatness. So our last step is have someone external look at your cash flow, Okay. Again, we want to be proactive, not reactive, okay? We are in love with our own business. It's like, it becomes like a third, fourth, fifth child to us, okay? We love it. We put all our heart and soul. We've worked hard. We've sacrificed. Sometimes we're going to miss things, okay? So what I suggest you do is point number seven, and just do this once a quarter or four times a year, have someone else look at it. So, you know, I have some mentors that I will show it to, uh, my accountant is a very close friend who I really trust. I'll flick it to him. And I have a financial advisor who I trust implicitly who takes care of me immaculately. Now, I'll show the accountant once or twice a year. I'll show Glenn once a year. I'll show a mentor maybe two times a year. And I go, what are you seeing? You know, what is it that I'm not seeing? And often they'll come back and go, well, hang on, why is that income dipping down? I go, oh, that's a bloody good point. I must do something about it. So, have somebody external to you and, you know, my wife looks at it and she doesn't know business very much and I love it a bit and she loves me and she wants the best for us but she sees simple things that I would just, you know, how the hell can I miss that? So have some people look at this, you know, external to your business and your life because it's the simple things in life that are often the best and it's the little nuggets, the little gold that if someone can show you, and you do something about it, it can mean all the difference. Yeah, and it's just about having the discussion. I think having awareness on something, its you can't improve what you don't measure. Like, I mean, that old cliche, but it's true. Whatever you are focusing on and putting your attention on, and when you think about the numbers, really the numbers are what what is driving business. So it's always really interesting to hear when I'm working with different business owners as well. And it's something that 
doesn't quite get the attention that it needs. So I think this is a great process. We'll go through and we'll document this and we'll get it into some steps as well. In the tail end, I don't know if there's anything that you wanted to wrap up with or if people want to find out more, the best way for them to get in touch with you. Yeah, well, uh, well, I'm not really here to sell anything. I just really wanted to help you guys. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, teachitforward.com.au is our website and you can go on there or you can go into the Teach It Forward in Facebook. And, you know, we're putting a lot of educational videos up. We'd love you, you know, we'd love to give as much as we can and, you know, we're beta testing a few little programs at the moment. But, you know, I just, I just thought that, you know, some people right now thinking numbers or thinking cash or profit and whatever – I thought, well, look, if, if anybody yeah, hasn't been bored enough or have uh, been persistent enough to, to listen through to this, I'd just love to offer them a 20-minute strategy session because they might have a question about their cash flow or how do you do it or, you know, this is going on and I'm just the number one person around cash generation in the coaching space on the planet and all you've really got to do is email lisa at lisa at teachforward.com.au and yeah, you can book in a free 20-minute one-on-one session. I'm happy to answer any of your questions or help them out, mate, because uh, if they can follow this system and if they've got a basic cash flow in place, mate, the world opens up, you know, get control back. You know, like what's, you know, everyone talks about chicken and egg. Well, everyone says cash is king. No, I don't think that's right. I think actually confidence is first and you've got to do little things. You've got to take action to get confidence. And once your confidence grows, cash comes. You know, I just love helping people who, you know, need to develop that confidence. And this is a really simple tool to help you build that. And we always say that systems run a business and people run systems. And uh, I think this business system summit is long overdue because, you know, if you want time leverage, you've got to systemize. And I just really thank you, Dave, for allowing me to be on it. And I hope the people that come into your world for this, uh, you know, get some impact from their cash flow and either upgrade their current cash flows or put one in place or give themselves that best chance. So thanks so much for the opportunity. And if there's any way I can help uh, your members, I'm really happy to help. Perfect. Well, it's a pleasure to have you and I'll have all those details beneath as well so people can seek you out. We'll continue with the Business System Summit. So thanks again. You've just been listening to the System Hub Podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now.